here we go again. Here we go again. And here we go one more time. Brothers Ballin' Podcast. Here we go. Season three. We are back in full effect. And this is the final four uh, episode. We are taping after the final four has been not well not after the final four teams have been decided not the final four been decided the elite eight has ended and we're going to talk about the uh final four a little bit about these last this last weekend of basketball we're going to talk about some a little bit of football we're going to talk some nba but before we start guys you already know what it is we got two hosts we are two brothers and we're about to give it to you just like a fans any fan any good Real good fans would. First host, John, holla at the people, say what's up. How's it going, people? Got a great show for you today. Can't wait to talk. Yes, yes we do. And my name, as you already know, is Rob. You know, you know what it is. We're gonna get started very quickly. And we're gonna get started about with some uh some football. Okay. Uh so we talked last week about Devontae Adams getting traded. We talked we talked about the Sean Watson getting traded getting all that money from the Cleveland Browns. But another trade took place, man. And this one kind of shocked me a little bit. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Cheetah, one of the fastest receivers in the – I think – I mean, I don't know of his uh, 40 time, but he's probably the fastest receiver – you say he's the fastest receiver ever, Tyreek Hill? I would say so, Uh, in terms of of that I've seen. Fastest receiver ever. Anyway, Tyree Tyree Hill. Um, he ran a he ran a four two nine in the combine. Yeah, so Tyree Hill, which isn't the fastest time, but but uh, yeah, on the on the field, you do, you don't really see him get caught from behind. Okay, he ain't getting caught from behind. So he gets traded to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins traded uh, five picks, a first and a second round pick in twenty twenty two draft, and a couple like fourth round picks um, that they gave up for um, Tyree Hill. So Tyreek Hill now goes to Miami. He's no longer catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, who I feel is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's catching passes from Tua, Tungabailoa. John, your first thoughts on this trade. Also add in the fact um, Miami signed Tyreek Hill to a four-year, $120 million deal, which um, is will be money not well spent for the uh, Miami Dolphins. But go ahead, man. Tell, tell me what you saw when you first heard this deal. Obviously, the deal was money-motivated. Tyreek wanted his money. Kansas City was not about to pay him that kind of money. Right. Knowing that they had, you know, holes he had to fill in on, on the squad. But uh, talk, you know, talk about what you felt, you know, when you heard that Tyreek Hill, a.k.a. Cheetah, was being traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. So, first and foremost, I thought um, – Hold on, hold on. So this right. trade is really got, yeah. got, got John choked up. No, yeah, no, go got ahead. choked up. Um, first and foremost, I was shocked. I was shocked mm-hmm. about the deal. Um, I understand why he made the move. He wanted to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL, but mm-hmm. his stats are going to suffer because Tua, yep. Tua can't throw the ball deep. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tua's body is so beaten that he like the dink and dive stuff. He'll be mm-hmm. able to hit Tyreek, and Tyreek may have a decent year in terms of yards after catch, yak yards. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Because if you look at Jalen Waddle, who's another fast receiver, yep, um, he had what 102 catches, something like that, last season. Yeah, he had a, he had a lot of catches. He had a lot yeah. of catches. Mm-hmm. So you're probably talking about the fastest receiving core in the league. Mm-hmm. And like their tight end is, is is no slouch either. So they got a good tight end. They got two mm-hmm. two yeah. good receivers. Mm-hmm. But they have a quarterback that can't throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. Okay, not anymore. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot. Here's the thing: there's a lot of pressure on Tua to perform. Mm-hmm. I believe if Tua does not perform well this year, he is gone. He will be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on on the flip side, I I feel for Patrick Mahomes because case in point, Patrick Mahomes' success, the ability to improvise, mm-hmm. was grew because of Tyreek Hill and not having to, here's the thing. McCole Harbin is a good receiver. He's fast, but he's not Tyreek Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my concern is Mahomes game is going to have to change because Tyreek Hill gives him the ability because if Mahomes scrambles in the pocket, and he moves around. Tyreek Hill can improvise and get and because because Tyreek Hill's speed mm-hmm. um, allows um, Mahomes to be able to find him open in some sets. Right when he's scrambling and defenses break down. Mm-hmm. Now Patrick Mahomes is not going to get uh, two safeties high any longer. He's not going to get. He's not mm-hmm. going to get. The, he's not going to get the shell coverage any longer because mm-hmm. teams did that shell coverage because of Tyreek. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have that fear of McCole Hardman um, like they did Tyreek. So you're not going to see the same defenses anymore. He's going to have to, he may get an occasional deep, deep bomb, mm-hmm. but he's going to have to dink and dunk a lot to keep the defenses honest to go deep bomb. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that their offense is going to, it's going. It's going to feel the loss of Tyreek, mm-hmm. but they still. I feel will make the playoffs. I still feel that they're gonna. That they will feel it, and mm-hmm. for Tyreek, you know, I get it. He got he got his money right, but the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, if you care about your stats, your stats are gonna suffer playing with Tua, and I'm sorry, you know, we can say what you want, but Alabama quarterbacks. Tell me one great Alabama quarterback. They don't have really many great quarterbacks. They have decent guys. They don't have great guys. I mean, I don't even think who's which one of the quarterbacks are would you say decent right now? Decent? Like I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Like if you want to say Jalen Hurts is decent, but Jalen Hurts, remember he played at Oklahoma to end his career. That's probably where he improved the most. He did, but the thing is, to me, I don't think Jalen Hurts can get any better than what he is. To, to be honest, yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts is is the average quarterback. I think right. I don't think he's he, he's great. And the yeah, thing but is, I don't see yet. Yeah, like they get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I guess accolades and attention. But I mean, Mac Jones may be the best one, right? But Mac right. Jones, really, and Mac Jones, yeah. and Mac Jones is, is still average. Yeah, Mac Jones is very limited. Right. And so, to me, I feel that at the end of this season, if Miami doesn't make the playoffs, they're going to move on from Tua. 
they and they should. have to, and they have to because you have a very good tight end. You have two good running backs. Mm-hmm. You have two number one receivers mm-hmm. on your team. Mm-hmm. So you you know you're gonna have to make that play. And so again, you know it's a you know this offseason has been crazy in the NFL. You know, don't get me wrong, I, I am happy for Tariq, but here's what mm-hmm. happens now. You're going to have guys who are behind him. Like uh-huh. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup now has, in my opinion, a beef. Wait a second. I had 2,200. I had, I had statistically the oh, well, best I mean, year that any receiver in the history of this league has had. Uh-huh. In the history of this league. He'll get his money. Rob, I don't think the Rams can afford him. They'll, they'll make it work. Well, they're going to make it work at the cost of what? Don't make it work. Yeah, some guy's going to get cut, but, you know, don't make it work. You're the Ramsey? I don't know. Possibly. Right. So, because you're not cutting Aaron Donald. <laughs> well, it's, it depends. If Aaron Donald is going to, you know, they let Von Miller go. Right. Uh, but the thing is, they can let Von Miller go. They can let Von Miller go because as long as you have Aaron Donald and other guys, you'll be okay. Okay. And they'll draft, I mean, and they'll draft somebody that can fill a, yeah. fill a need for that. So. But the thing is, you know, there, um, what Tyreek did was he reset the market. Uh-huh. That means if, if, if I'm the Bengals right now, and if I could find a way to, because Jamar, listen, Jamar Chase is, it, it had a great year. We, we know who Jamar Chase is. Uh-huh. We know who Jefferson is, right? Those uh-huh. guys are, those guys going to be saying, hey, I want that Tariq level money. You know, because we're because we're getting fourteen hundred <laughs> yards a year, man. And that's the thing. We all these guys, Tariq Hill, money. Yeah. So all all these guys who get the money, all these guys who get those big contracts, they're not going to be able to win championships. And is and that's really what that's how the NFL economy is going to be right now. Either you you get your money, you paid, or you sacrifice a little bit and you win a championship. If, Ty, if they say, "Yo, Tyreek." Let's get a, a contract that averages $25 million a year instead of 30 but still allows us to go get somebody else or allows us to make a trade for a quarterback. Like, for instance, if I'm in Miami, why stop me right now from just saying, you know what? Let me just go get, let me just go get Garoppolo real quick. Right now, you probably can't even do that because all, all those draft picks that you just gave up. Right, to you gave, gave a lot for Therese. Yeah, so if you, you know, and you and San Fran is not going to take te- um, Tua knowing that they got their own young quarterback that they're right. trying to um, they, build they up. Want so, you know, so they want picks, uh, they want yeah. picks, and they want, they want good picks. So, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think I'll say this, uh, you know, Miami, oh, you know, paid a lot for a receiver and they gave up a lot of picks, so, so they paid for Tyreek twice. In terms of the trade um, capital they gave up, and then also the contract they gave him, which is you know this is like they're all in right now, just their all in move. So I think about this: who is going to miss the other person more? Is Tyreek Hill going to miss Patrick Mahomes more, or is Patrick Mahomes going to miss Tyreek Hill more? I think I think, I think Tyreek Hill is going to miss. Um, yes, I think Tyreek Hill Mahomes because more. he's going to realize I can't go 30, 40, 50. 60 yards downfield and catch a ball because two is not going to get it to me. Okay? Right. Two, two is not. Um, two is not going to get it to me. And he's not going to allow me to be open. Now, he should be open. Like, you know, he was surrounded with some good weapons in Kansas City, you know, but really it was him and Travis Kelsey. That was it. 
it was Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and then they had other guys on the perimeter. But Miami has Jalen Waddle. Miami has Mike Kosicki. They got some. They got some guys on the squad that can make some plays. So and they got a good defense. Yeah, and they have good pass catching running back. So it's going to be interesting. Tyreek Hill should have plenty of space to operate. This is this is the tour. This is the tour audition right here. If you're a good quarterback, you should have fun in this offense. Right, but the he thing is, you telling me, Rob, looking at the landscape of that team, like Baker may like like. You know, there's a lot of talk about Baker Mayfield. Nobody right? wants Baker Mayfield. True. That's why he's he's not even starting on his own team, and he, and they still can't trade him. Well, because they're gonna have to end up cutting him, and that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. I'll let you know how much of a because uh, he's not a terrible quarterback, um, but he's you know, uh, I mean, for the lack, you know, keep it simple, he's not a good teammate. So. All right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with that. But for right now, big move from Miami. They're all in. I don't think it's going to work out for now. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out for them. I still think Mahomes will throw for over 4,500 yards and get 35 to 40 touchdowns um, because he still has a good receiving core that he that he has, and they can still add more in, in the draft as well. So we'll see what happens with the uh, you know Kansas City, but. I think I think they'll be just fine, but you know, of course, with Tyreek Hill, they are a dynamic, dynamic um, team. You know, on, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so, next topic we're talking about, uh, you know, there's this team out in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're called the Lakers, and they're in trouble. They lost again tonight to to the uh, Nolan Pelicans and Pelicans. And that means that right now the Lakers are are the tenth seed. Also, uh, keep in mind, uh, you know, Brooklyn lost tonight. They are the ninth seed. So you had two the top two championship, uh, you know, teams in terms of odds. They had the they had the shortest odds to start the season. The Lakers and the Nets. Both teams are in the play-in tournament right now. Okay, uh, Lakers. You know, on the one hand, are basically holding on. They're one game, behind, they're one game in front of San Antonio, who has one of the easiest schedules in the NBA. So uh, we'll see what you know what happens with with the Lakers. But John, I want you to briefly talk about LA and talk about the Lakers and how much of a disaster it would be for them to not even make the playoffs, not even the playing tournament. It would be by far one of the most catastrophic events in <laughs> in the NBA. For the Los Angeles Lakers, with King James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook to not make the playoffs. Honestly, this would, to me, this would be one of the biggest L's in LeBron James's career for yeah, him this not to make for him not to make the playoffs mm-hmm. after in the preseason his team was you know, slated to be like it was them in the Nets who had the best odds mm-hmm. of reaching the finals. And for them to not even make the playoffs would be a disaster. Yeah. What I would do if I was LA and nah this ain't this ain't what are you gonna do if you're LA. This okay. is how big of a disappointment. That's for a later it's a, episode. Right. It, it's a major disappointment. But but the one thing I I, I do want to say is if I was in the lead chair, I'd blow this thing up after the season. Mm-hmm. Blow it up. 
But um, so you you would get rid of LeBron, get get rid of Westbrook, just start fresh. Um, because here's the thing: the loss. You gotta understand, LA is a winner's town. They're used Mm -hmm. to winning. Yep. And and that comes with all their teams. They're used to winning. And when Mm -hmm. and and when they have started to see just failure upon failure. The team, his name, someone, someone posted something the other day, which was shocking, which made me uh, realize the greatness of Michael Jordan, right? Uh-huh. They posted the 1998 Bulls team. Uh-huh. The 98 Bulls team was the oldest team in the NBA. Uh-huh. They had 38 games. Scottie Pippen didn't play. Because uh-huh. he was recovering from an injury. You know, from his injury from the previous year. Mm-hmm. Also, remember that same year, Dennis Rodman had his meltdown in Vegas, mm-hmm. but he was gone for a period of time. Yeah. And despite that, they not only won 62 games, they won the championship. Yeah. As the oldest team in the NBA. Bunch of grandpas on that team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, you know, the issue with the, with the Lakers is that they're old. Yes, they are. But you have. Tons of all stars on his team. Uh-huh. Guys that should know how to play. Guys who should know how to win games. They don't play defense. They don't. They don't shoot free throws well. They don't hit threes well. And uh-huh. we know that this league is a three point league, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you can't, first of all, there's three things that that hurt them. They can't shoot threes. Uh-huh. They turn the ball over a lot. Uh-huh. And they don't defend. That's a recipe for not winning. And so it will be one of the biggest disasters in L.A. And if I was in charge of L.A., I'd blow it up at the end of the season. Hmm. That's all I got to uh, say yeah, about the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers are terrible. Uh, Westbrook is rough. Uh, LeBron, you know, listen, you, you know, people already said that he's one of the best of all time. Just no argument there. But basically, he is – just trying to score as many points as he can. I don't think he – I think LeBron James is – He's stat like, padding. It's all yeah. about stat padding right now. Yeah. He's just trying to get – win a scoring title and, you know, see see how many points that he can get. I don't think he cares if his team makes the playoff or not. Um, he played 42 minutes um, tonight at 37 years old. He scored 39 points. He shot well, 14 to 27 from the field, 7 to 13 from downtown. Um, had five assists, um, you know, four turnovers. He was a minus nine. He, despite the fact he scored 39 points, he was a minus nine. LeBron has, has, hasn't played defense in about four or five seasons. And four or five I, seasons, I would say the last yeah. six seasons he's played defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I, I'm just thinking that this team is, you know, I don't know. I know Anthony Davis has been out, and I think if Anthony Davis had played, been more healthy, they wouldn't be in this predicament. But I think with LeBron and with the squad that but, they had. Okay. You were talking about Anthony. At this point, the experiment of Anthony Davis, he has to go. He can't stay healthy. Since he's yes, been sir. in L.A., he's been damaged goods. Yeah, he has. got to go. He has to go. Yeah, he has. Yeah, um, he's not been a good player. You know, I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, Dwight Howard played 33 minutes tonight. I mean, if you have Dwight Howard playing 33 minutes, you're in trouble. 
because Dwight Howard is has been way past his prime about four or five years ago. His prime, he's been way past his prime for four or five years ago. Everybody on this team is past their prime. Westbrook, Dwight, Dwight uh, should uh, be giving you more than fifteen a night. Melo should be minutes, giving right? you more yeah. than twenty a night. Um, at, at gave max. Melo gave you fifteen. He gave you a, a quality fifteen minutes a night. Three points, mm. two rebounds. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's just so many things wrong with this with this team, and it's sad oh, to see. It, so it, is it? It's, it's sad so to is see. It, is it okay? We we know Frank Vogel is uh, going to get fired, but is it his fault? No, it it is not his fault. Um, yeah. When you ha- when you have a team with that with that many veterans on it, it's not. It's, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Frank Vogel really really is a spectator. He's a spectator, mm-hmm. masqueraded masqueraded as a coach of this team. This this team is coached by LeBron James. LeBron James can't get the guys. Mm-hmm. He can't he can't turn the right. He can't flip like flip the switch that makes this team go. Trust yeah. me, trust and believe. Kobe Bryant would not stand for this. Michael Jordan <laughs> would not stand for this mm-hmm. for this level of effort. He would have been screaming at guys, yelling at guys, yeah, telling guys to get it together. LeBron is trying to be everybody's friend. Like you don't see him like ch- like challenging any of his teammates. He's just like, hey mm-hmm. man, let me get these points. Let me let me just score. I gotta beat Kareem. I gotta beat Kareem. And, yeah. And to me, that is always gonna for me hold it like if I was given a vote to vote who's the greatest basketball player of all time, I gotta say Mike because that's something that I'm gonna hold. You know, like in terms of all around athlete, I think LeBron is a better all around athlete. Yeah. But his, um... but. But I think, he's, the greatest I think he's ball player. I, I think his size is what right. he's he's one of the strongest guys in the league, and his size gives him an advantage. But yeah, Mike's I think the best of, is is the goal, the greatest of all time. But we're not debating that at this point. I still think you know with, with the Lakers, I mean they can't run that same team back. That team is just isn't good enough. That's why so, I said they got to blow it up, start from scratch. Yeah, blow it up. All right. So thoughts on. Um, the New York City mandate has been uh, adjusted to allow athletes and entertainers to perform in their venues. So that means Kyrie can play. Um, kudos to the Yankees and the Mets for forcing the mayor's hand pretty much to uh, let the uh, unvaccinated players play. Um, I don't think Kyrie Irving is a hero by any stretch of the imagination. I think Kyrie Irving is self-serving in terms of his, you know, the way he conducted himself. Um, and listen, I'm like, you guys listen to the show. I'm a Nets fan. I love, um, Brooklyn. I just think that, uh, Kyrie Irving, I don't know. I'm, I just don't know how I feel about this season. And I don't really like the fact that Kyrie Irving is able to do, uh, get away with this crap that he's able to get away with. Anyway, with, even with that being said, Nets are in the ninth spot right now in the, uh, play-in. Okay. So the playoffs started today. They'd have to play the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> you, okay, just, and that's not a team you'd want to play. Atlanta is not the team, you know, in a, in a one-game winner-take-all, you don't, you would not want to play against the Atlanta Hawks. But, with that, you know, with that being said, what are your thoughts on Brooklyn? Are they a contender now? Do you think that they are a feared team? Yes. A contender now that uh, yes. Kyrie is full-time? 
Yes. And, and are they a contender for the Eastern Conference crowd? I think that they're, they're a contender for first-round win. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> after that's, that, how I'm feeling. that's how I'm feeling. Um, then after that, it's going to be it's going to be who they're matched up with. So here's the thing. So Kyrie, here's the thing. I'm pretty – I can guarantee you no team who's in the top four spots wants to play the Nets in the first round. Mm-hmm. That is a given. If you were to ask, if you were to ask all the teams that are playing, do you want the Nets in the first round? They're going to say no. So, 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 what you're going to see at the top when we get down to the last three games of the season is you're going to see teams lose games that they mm-hmm. shouldn't lose to avoid playing the Nets. Mm-hmm. With, with that said, whoever the first victim is, because because I, I believe the Nets are going to beat the first team they play. I don't care who it is; they're going to beat them. Um. Well, they're going to beat them. Um, I would say they'll beat everybody except the Bucks. I don't think they can beat the Bucks. Mm, Bucks with the squad, they with play, the squad they, they play, have, they, they play the Bucks on this Thursday. So we'll right. see how that works. But with out. the squad they have, uh, I don't think they'd be able to beat the Bucks. The Bucks have a lot of size. Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez is back. They got a lot of size. They got Portis, who's playing great. Portis mm-hmm. to me makes them not miss PJ Tucker. So you know mm-hmm. he can give you offense well, and he defends well. He's yeah, he's not the defender that PJ Tucker is, but right, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I I, I don't see and they got a Baca. Me, I've always liked the Baca. I think Baca's a really good piece. And they got Brook Lopez. Lopez. They got they got Brook Lopez back. That was big for them. Yeah. So, yeah. with that said, um, I know that no one wants to play them. Now the thing is, you know, the Nets have gone through a lot, and we could say beyond this year, even last year, they went through a lot since they've mm-hmm. constructed this super team. This super team hasn't come to fruition. Yeah, because the they're not healthy. They're not healthy. They're not content. They, uh, you know, basically have been, yeah, I mean, they basically have not been the team that everybody expected them to be. And, you know, if it caused them to lose James Harden, which is a good thing, I think it comes out in the end. James Harden just isn't what James Harden used to be. Um Right. Houston had it. Houston got his best years, and that's it. Yeah, he's getting older. I think his body's breaking down a little bit. He's not in tip-top shape like he used to be. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it is what it is with James Harden. But um, still, I, I, you know, to your question, to the question you asked, mm-hmm. I still feel the Nets are a threat. Um, but I just feel that they're a threat for the first round. Because they're gonna uh-huh. get licked up pretty bad, um, uh-huh. but but I still feel that they'll win their first round matchup. Whoever it is, that said the Bucks. Um, but yes, they're still a threat in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Nets are still a threat. Um, they are a contender. I just think that there's been so much that's happened this season. It's starting to wear on them, I think, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets don't don't make the postseason. I would not be surprised if that, if that was the case. I expect them to make the postseason, but if they are anything below the A seed, that I don't like their chances. I think the playing against a team like Atlanta, okay, in a winner take all situation is not where you'd want to be. Atlanta is good enough to get hot one night and send you home. So I'm thinking that the Nets can. I just don't know. I'm just not sure. But the thing about is, Brooklyn. 
even if they ended up playing the Nets, I mean, even if they ended up playing the Hawks um, in a playing game, they uh-huh. have one guy on their squad that the Hawks don't have, and his name is Kevin Durant. Oh, sure. And Nobody has Kevin Durant. And I think Kevin Durant would will his team to a win. Mm-hmm. If a winner takes all, he's going to will his team to a win. Yeah. Regardless of who it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, possible. I'm just uh, thinking that the, the Brooklyn, there's a couple of games they've lost over the last week or so that they had no business losing. Um, and the fact that they basically could not win a game without Kevin Durant, like, it's been to the point Kim Durant is going to have to find Steve Nash, you know, needs to find a way to steal minutes for Kevin Durant. He's got to do a better job of giving Kevin Durant time to rest. You know, like you said tonight, he played 42 minutes in a game against the Charlotte Hornets in the game they lost. Like he's 34 years old. Give Kevin Durant time to rest his, his legs. Um, I'm just, uh, just unhappy about the way that the season has gone and hopefully Brooklyn can get some W's down the stretch. I'd say this, a 39 and 36 right now, if they want to be out of the um, play in spot of, of the, that, uh, that if they want to be back into the eight seed, they're going to probably going to have to go six and one. They're probably going to have to go six, six and one to end the season because I'm um, Charlotte is going to play Philly. I guarantee you Philly is going to lose that game on purpose as they know that that can keep Brooklyn in, in the nice squad. They're going to play the Heat. The Heat will lose on purpose to make to ensure that the, the Nets will be in the, the ninth position. Um, neither the Heat or the Sixers want any piece of Brooklyn in the first round. Exactly. Okay? They, they, they want no piece. Those, those are two teams that I think are actively avoiding, especially after what happened to Miami um, you know, last night. They are avoiding Brooklyn like COVID. Okay. So they're going to, they can lose the game on purpose by sitting down their stars and not playing their guys. They're going to do it. And so will Philly because Philly wants no parts of Brooklyn either. Those two teams, I think, are actively trying to avoid Brooklyn because they know that their seasons and their playoffs could be very quick if that's the case. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Kyrie Irving makes the Nets a contender but the Nets have put themselves in a big hole so we'll see how that transpires um so are you looking to take a break yeah let's take a break let's take a break and we're going to come back with some NCAA tournament uh convo convo and then we'll be back this is the brothers balling podcast We are back, and we're now talking about the NCAA tournament March Madness. It's down to four teams over the weekend: mm-hmm. um, Villanova, Duke, UNC. No, that's North Carolina for you guys who don't know. That's and right. Kansas and Kansas advanced to the Final Four. Um, just some takeaways, uh, I guess, from the from this weekend. I'm happy. Listen, I don't root against any school. Like you know, you make selections, you make picks but I'm not really rooting against any school. However, I'm happy that Houston lost. And it's not anything against the kids. <laughs> it's not anything against the kids. Those kids play hard. Those kids really compete. But they play some of the more boring basketball. It's extremely boring. I kept watching, and it was just like, it's literally like you're watching a high school game. 
They can't shoot. It's all defense. Nobody can hit a layup. Nobody can hit an open three. They beat teams for 40-something to – I mean, come on, man. I want to see guys running, dunking, doing what they need to do. You, you want to see put some excitement. You want to see 87, 66. That's what you want to see. I want to see some, I want to see some guys balling. You don't, you don't want to see 41 to 38. Yes. It's it was just ugh. It was like 25 to 20 at halftime. I'm like, y'all serious? Houston, oh my gosh. I just could not. I was so happy that they let they got it, you know, eliminated. It's like, come on, man. Like, I understand that you want to win a certain way, but this is 2022. Let's act like we know how to put the ball inside the basket. It was it was just terrible. It was absolutely horrible. It was one of the worst exhi- exhibitions of offense I've ever seen. And, and you know, they played good defense. So, so I want to ask something. The one thing I, I noticed this year about the tournament is the lack of jump shooting. Well, Play- you got to think about it now. Everybody wants to shoot can- three. Players can't shoot Jays. Like there's like it's it's a lost art. Like guys knocking down mid-range jump shots. It's a lost mm-hmm. art yeah. in college. Like everything guys is threes, shoot. threes, and crashing the basket. Yeah, it's and, bad and a lot of missed layups. So yep. um so you know, also I also wanna it's every year now. It's happening every year now. Gonzaga's finding a way to come up a little short. Mm-hmm. Last last year they came up, you know, short. They made the final, but they came up short. Um, this year, you know, they lost to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Physical who, teams, yeah. Physical teams where they're out. I, so, so I told you about the you know Timmy and the YMCA game. You know, he got beat up in, in the uh, in the first half of that game. He came back and played well in the second half, but. Um, Chet Holmgren, who's like supposed to be like a top five pick in this year's draft, I, I think he was the victim of like some really bit poor officiating. Right. I agree. Um, he got fouled out, didn't play a, a whole lot. Um, so but for some reason, he seems to come up small against big teams. I mean, I don't know, man. He played his, well. His stats well against, against uh, his stats against big teams. He he averages less than ten points a game. Well, he's small, man. That's the, that's my concern with him. If you know, it would be in his best interest to stay for one more year. I think put some put some meat on, on them bones. But you know, at this time, these There's guys no get way. all this money. There's no way. And Rob, here's the thing: I, I do agree with you, but there's no way when you're being tied as a top five pick that he stays. If he was, <sighs> if he well, was a, if he was a top twenty pick, he mm-hmm. might he might consider staying. But but. They're projecting him in the top three. There's no way. It, if you're hearing your name as a top three pick, that, that you stay one more year. Ugh. You don't do that. You know, unfortunately, you don't do that. Now they, tell you, now they tell you that you're a possible. Here's the thing. Juzang from UCLA, he stayed because they said that he was a possibility in, in the top 30. And he mm-hmm. felt, and he felt, well, in order to upgrade his his draft status, he played another year. Unfortunately for him, he got hurt mm-hmm. in the season, which in essence still hurts his draft stance anyway. So, like, like I think he's going to be if he goes into the draft, he's going to be a second round pick. Who, Juzang? Yeah, he's going to be a second round pick because I don't think he played that well coming back from the injury, and I think teams are going to shy away from him. 
but he'll be a very good value. Yeah. He'll be a very good value pick, either late first round or second round. I don't think he's going to be um, there now. Miami has a couple of guys who are over twenty. Um, what's his name? Oh, I forgot the guy's name. He had a rough game today. Oh. Um, for Miami, they're their big time score. McGlucky or McCutchy, I forgot his name. Yeah. He is uh I think he's helped his draft status. But he's old, man. He's like right. old, he's like in his mid, he's like in his, almost in his mid-20s, man. He, right. Miami got some old guys. He's 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 one of the guys that I think he's 22 or 23. But the thing is, I believe he will be a he'll be a very good pick. No, he has game. He I play. think he has game, but I'm not, I don't know, man. Tell me this guy. This guy's old as heck, man. Nah. This guy's old as heck. I, I don't, I, I don't Listen, know about that. He, he is polished. And a team that ha- and a team that needs some polished guys will will definitely will definitely take it. <laughs> well, all right. Um I don't know. We're, we're, this is not this is not the draft um, episode yet, but we'll talk about know. it. We'll talk about the. Draft I don't know. Later. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the draft later. I'm just saying that I'm happy Houston is out. I think they're bored. They're too boring of a brand of basketball. Ditto to Texas Tech. You know, Arkansas was the same way. Like those teams needed to go. How do you feel about St. Peter's? <laughs> Let's talk about St. Peter's. Listen, man. I think they did an excellent coaching job. Shane Holloway did an excellent job. But do you see Shaheen early on? So, so, so here's a question, and I think our audience would like to know this. Rob, do you think Shaheen Holloway will be the coach of St. Peter's after next season? After next season? No, no, he's not coming back this season for the for next season. Yeah, this is his last season playing with a coach in St. Peter's. So, All right. so you feel he's going to get a phone call tomorrow? He's going to go. I think to coach program. To be, he's going to be coaching. I think he's going to be coaching uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall? Yeah. What, you expect him to go to Duke or something? He is coaching Seton Hall next year. I think Shane Howell is going to be coaching Seton Hall next year. Well, he went to Seton Hall. He did. And I think he's going to be the coach of Seton Hall next year. I, I, I really I really think that's what is going to take place. Shane Howell is going to be the head coach of Seton Hall basketball next year, man. And, think- he, and, he, and he deserves it. He deserves like a bigger program. I like his attitude. I like the way he, you know, really dug into his players. Um, I, I really like, like the way he pushed his guys. I, I like, I like, him. I'm a fan. I'm a, I, I am a Shaheen Holloway fan. I like him. I like his demeanor. I mean, I just like the way he, you know, very composed, very focused. Um, you know, I think the brand of basketball he played would be appealing to a lot of young men. So, you know, I would definitely say that Shaheen Holloway is going to be, I think he's, he's going to be coaching a major program. I think Seton Hall is going to be that program next year. Seton Hall? Like, like, I think he can go bigger than that. Why is it that he has to go bigger? Who else is available? Seton Hall, he's going to be, that's a step, is that not a step up? <laughs> you go from the MAC when, to the when was When was the last time Seton Hall was even relevant? They were in the tournament this year. Did, did Seton Hall scare you, Ron? 
you know, there's a lot of teams that have been that are good programs that, ha- that haven't scared people in a long time. But I think Shane Howard is going to be the head coach of the all. Okay. This is alma mater. Okay, all right. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to stay there, but you know, I, th- I think Shane Howard is going to be where he's going to be at. I think he could do better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, right. Shaheen. hey Shaheen, I think you could do better. Okay. All right, bet. Bet. Bet, John. Bet. All right. You're saying this, this, man, this man can be better. All right. Let's see. I think he can. Hopefully. I hope he can. All right. What else do you want to say about the tournament? Um, I am disappointed in um, – I'm very disappointed. Who are you most disappointed in? Who are you most disappointed in? Gonzaga, I would say I'm the most disappointed in, in them as a team. But I'm also sad for Josh Moore, man, of Villanova, who tore his Achilles. And, I mean, I'm, I was picking Kansas anyway. Kansas is, is going to beat Villanova. They're going to earn it, but they're going to beat Villanova. Mm. They're going to beat them. They're going to beat Villanova. Wait, you mean and... Justin Moore? Yeah. Call him Josh Moore. Yeah, yeah Justin Moore. I feel bad, man. I feel, I feel bad for him. His defense and his shooting, I think, are a big asset to Villanova, and it's going to be very difficult for those guys to beat a Kansas team. I think it would have been hard for them to beat um, to beat Kansas, even with Josh Moore. Um, Justin. But even with, just, even keep, with keep Justin Moore. The guys there. His name is Justin Moore. Even, even with Justin Moore. My bad, man. My bad. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel bad for him. You know, Achilles tendon—that's a pretty severe injury for a guard, and likely that knocks him out for next season. Uh, you know, but I mean, Villanova—they still got Gillespie, Samuels, Dixon. Um, I just—I don't know, man. I just think that's too much to ask for a team that's already like really short you know, in terms of like their rotation. Mm-hmm. They only they only put like six or seven guys. Now they're one of their main guys is out. So Kansas is gonna Kansas is gonna do work on them. Man. You know, yeah. Well, look at well, like well, I said. Well, yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I think I do agree just, with you. Yeah, it's just a huge loss. That's just that is disappointing to me. You know, in terms of you want to see everybody compete at full strength, but um, you know, to me, honestly, in terms of the team, I'm happy Houston's out. And it's nothing again. It's nothing against um, Coach Sampson or those kids. At this point, I want yes, to see some exciting basketball. I want to see something exciting, man. No, no disrespect, but then you diss how they play. <laughs> listen, because my thing is this: they're good. They're really good, but they're not exciting to watch. And if okay. I don't have a dog in a fight, I want to be entertained. It's so unentertaining. And then you watch a team like Duke, the way they play and the way that. Um, Carolina played, man, that was exciting basketball to watch. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, it's like I said, it's nothing personal, man. This is exciting basketball to watch, man. And the ACC, you know, you know, they did well. They got two teams in the uh, um, Final Four. Big East has one. The Big 12 has one. But the ACC is going to have a team in the championship. Yep. So, you know, kudos to the ACC, man. You know, they were a good conference during the season. Yeah. Yeah, good conference. Uh, you know, thought, SEC, they talked about a lot about the SEC. A lot of their teams came up short. Um, Kentucky came up, was, was the biggest disappointment in thinking yep. the whole tournament. 
Tennessee was a disappointment. Um, Arkansas made it. You know, Auburn, you, Auburn was a disappointment. Yeah, see, but I'll be honest with you. When I looked at Auburn, I didn't like them because I didn't feel – like I told you. I told you if we – you know, if you rewind the tape, their guards, they don't have good guards, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. care how good your, your bigs are, your, your wing players. If you don't have good guard play, man, especially in the tournament, okay, it's, it's over with. Look at the um, – uh, look at the four teams that are left. Duke has good guards. Okay. Mm-hmm. You look at UNC, they got two real good guards. Really, really good guards. Look at Kansas, good guards. Right. And then Nova, you know, not one of them is out. One of the mains, you know, uh, more, one of their main ones is out. But, you know, still good guards. Yep. They you have know, good go- guard play. So that tells me that's what it's about, man. Especially in the tournament, that's what it's about. You gotta have good guards, man. You gotta have guys that can, that can control the tempo, make big plays, set up their best players to make plays. And Auburn didn't have that. Auburn didn't have good guards, man. I told you they didn't have good guards. So I'm not gonna lie, I was I was a little sad for Auburn. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. It was not sad. It's, you you gotta have good good guard play. I saw that coming. I don't know a two seed because they were very good during the regular season, but you know, and the Zaga had good guards, it just didn't play well, you know. Um, so it's gonna be like a reboot for those guys because Timmy's gone, Chet Holmgren is gone, you know. So we'll see. We'll, we'll we're gonna see what happens, man. But as far as you know, again, man, Texas Tech, Houston, bro. At this point, we got to be in the team. I can't. I can't with the fifty-five. You know, forty-eight games. All right. Let's show that we are progressive in terms of the way we approach basketball, man. All this we 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 playing is slow, and you know, Villanova to a certain extent does play slow. As a matter of fact, they're going to play very slow. I think in, in in their next game, but those guys can hit some shots. Houston can't shoot. It was just terrible. They just could not hit an open shot. To save their lives, and it was like, man, can somebody get these guys off the court? This was just you held a team to fifty points, and you still lose. You can't score, bro. Get off the court, right? You know, get off the court. So, I mean, you know, kudos to the big conferences because you, you got four blue bloods. You know, as they say, you know, good historically, you really historically powerful basketball programs: Duke, North Carolina, Villanova. And uh, of course, Kansas. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got representation from some of the bigger conferences. Like I said, the Big East, Big Twelve, ACC. You know, respect those conferences. Big Ten didn't didn't, didn't show up. Uh, they consistently find a way to prove that they are a, a football conference. Pac twelve. You know, Pac twelve was not even in consideration. Arizona was was good, but I think that their game. Was it the uh, Sweet Sixteen game? Yeah, I think that took that took everything out of them. Yep, they had nothing. They had nothing left to give. So that's it, man. That's my. That's you know my uh, kind of the way I look at the tournament. Uh, at the end of the day, you got four. And if you want to say these are the four best teams in the tournament, I wouldn't agree with that per se. But of the okay, here's a question: of the four teams, who would you take out? If you could check out one team, who would you take out, and who would you and who would you replace them with if you could? 
Oh, if I want to replace, I'll take uh, UNC out and replace him with uh, Gonzaga. UNC? I think, yeah. I think UNC, I, I thought UNC during the season lost some really bad games, but I still thought that they were a very talented team. Hey, and I just, just for the record, I just want to make this, make this and note this to our listeners. Um, John is playing a video game as we are um, <laughs> recording this. I just want to get, <laughs> let you know, John is playing a video game as we are recording this episode. I just want to put it out there. I want people like full transparency. We want full transparency with all of oh, this. John is playing a video game right now as we are recording this episode. How do you know I'm playing a video game? Am, okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question. Am I lying? You're not lying. Okay, so that's all I gotta say about that. John's playing a video game as we are recording this episode. So, and, and now he's playing music. So, <laughs> play like the rap music. Wrap it up. No, so, so okay. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I, I do want to add think, something. I can take the cue. We are about to wrap it up. But right. Go, go ahead. Go I ahead. do want to say something though. I do want to say. That the tournament to me this year has been very exciting. Very, very much. Um, you know, kudos to St. Peter's, even though they got their butts whacked today. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel, though, that there's going to be a lot of money coming to the school um, mm. because of their because of, of their success. They got they got some, you know, they got noticed. And mm-hmm. so it's going to be positive. I think positive funding will be coming to the school pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um Besides that, you know, overall, um, I have to say the level of number ones this year, this has to be one of the weakest group of, of, of number ones, in my opinion, to have three of them be gone. Um, and three of them, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Three of them not even make the Elite Eight, okay? So, so you know, there's a lot to say there. When you have your Gonzagas who always made the Sweet 16, they got bounced in Sweet 16. You know, Arizona got bounced. Um, mm-hmm. It was just bad. It was just bad to see all these number ones get kicked out. Kansas, Kansas, you know, in my opinion, played mellow, but then they just turned it on at the right time. And so, okay. um, you know, overall, the tournament's been, this year's tournament has been very exciting. Because so many lower seeds have won. If someone mm. still has a perfect bracket out there, nobody I need to, has one. I need nobody to meet them. One. I need to meet nobody, them. Nobody has one. Correct. Because Please. yeah, because all the teams. The, the only thing that that I got right was Duke making the final four. I had Duke in the final four. I did not have Kansas in the final four, mm-hmm. and I did not have Villanova in any of my brackets in the final four. But mm-hmm. I did have Duke in there. So one team made it but I had but I had Duke losing in the final four and going home and farewell to Coach K. But it's gonna be a very exciting next weekend. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. Can't wait to see what happens on Monday night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great close to the season. I just I, I, agree. I, I just hate seeing Duke and North Carolina play each other. I would have rather them played the other teams. And then them end up in the finals, and that be the final. Um, but mm. it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Um, about what you said about the the number one seed being exposed. 
you got to remember, this is a different era of college basketball. The transfer portal. I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Right. I think of all the teams, I think once the, you, you hit the Sweet 16, every team had a legitimate addition that they got via the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. That changes and even the playing field. Because now I think about it. You know, the top teams usually would have like four or five, you know, like six or seven guys, like the McDonald's, all you know, really good players. Um, like they had top, their top eight players were always better, markedly better than everybody else's top eight. Now it's like their top five may be better, but those six, seven, and eight guys are going transferring to other schools and getting and being starters on other schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, you look at a guy like Ed O'Banner who played with Oral Roberts last year. They pulled off the, an upset last year. They were a 15 seed that'd be the two last year. What happens? He transferred over to Texas Tech. Texas Tech, you know, needing a score to get Ed O'Banner. And, and look, look what he, he was able to right. do. And he helped. He helped them defeat, um, you know, uh, I, I forgot who, who was they beat in the Sweet 16 and advanced to the Elite Eight before Duke, t- you know, t- took those guys out. So it's like, or somebody took them out. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they right. took them out. Texas, anyway, they, 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 got, they got knocked out. Um, I, I think it was Duke that, that, that uh, took them out. But, you know, it's things like that. So a one seed... A one beating an eight, it's, that's not going to be far-fetched anymore, man. College right. basketball, the last game has changed. It's a lot more even keel. I still expect a one to be the 16 and a two to be the 15. But after that, man, all bets are off. Right. Okay. And the thing is, the, the also the nil, the the nil, the NIL contracts. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only way I see those really having an effect is if guys stay for a second year, guys that are normally are like one and done, they'll stay for another year because they know they're getting some good money. They got good money coming in. You know what I'm saying? So I can see how that can change. And that may tilt things back in the favor of like the powerhouse teams. If you have, you know, normally one and done guys come back and play another year because they're getting some good money. So. Oh, you know what? That was a good question I was asked. Do you, Right now, there's no cap on the name, image, likeness stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, there's going to be a cap. There's going to be. They're okay. going to have to. Right. They're going to have to. They're going to have to cap it because right now, like, I don't think it's affected now, but I think that is inspiring and pushing a lot of this uh, transferring. Guys want that money, and if and if I'm the six or seven guy at Tennessee, I can transfer to another school and be the man and, and, and give me some nil money. Right. You know, so we'll see what happens, man. But I'm, it's very interesting to see how that shapes up in the next, you know, four or five years. But for right now, um, the NBA is heating up big time. The uh, college basketball, like I said, we'll, we'll make our picks next episode as to who we expect to win the Final Four and who we expect to win the championship. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited, man. This is an exciting time, man. It's a, real, it's a real exciting time, you know. And like I said, you know, this is the time of the year where, you know, Blue Buds team rise to the top, and it's going to be extremely interesting to see how the season shapes up. Does Coach K ride off into the sunset? Does Hubert Davis win his first championship? Mm, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We, we will see. And we'll also will see because, you know, we love to interact with you guys on Instagram, via email, Facebook, Facebook group. 
um, Brothers Ball and Sports. Hit us up, Brothers Ball and Sports. Hit us up, Gmail, bloodbrothersballing at gmail.com or on Instagram, okay? Brothers Ball and Podcast. Uh, John, any final words you got for the people? Um, all I got to say is stay tuned to the Final Four next weekend. Um, enjoy it. Um, we're in a great time of sports. We got the NBA playoffs right, like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Baseball is kicking off. So exciting times in sports. Can't wait. To yes. Play. Exciting times in sports. Exciting time to talk about sports. If your team is winning, congratulations. If your team is losing, there's always next season. Okay. <laughs> where your team will be losing, where your team will be losing again. So uh, until then, be a good brother, be a good sister. Peace out. Take care of your people. Peace. Check y'all later.